we've had difficult clients and we say, okay, we know this charter is coming to an end. And then I'll say, you just smile, bear and grin it. And then you pop a bottle of bubbly at the end of it. Right. And I had a similar situation with a client that yelled and swore at me till their face was blue for about 15 minutes. I nearly hung up the phone on them, but I knew I was already broker complete on it. So I just said, you know what, this is not a productive conversation when you are able to, you know, be in check with your emotions a bit more. I'm happy to have another conversation. And I just hung up on them and I let the file close and I removed them from my CRM and I removed them from every other aspect of my life. And I hey, said, yeah, can I get a commission. five-star review? Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Got my commission and I told them the F off, basically. I didn't right. know that. I mentally said, you are no longer my client. The most inspiring stories from today's most successful mortgage brokers. Join your host, Scott Peckford, on I Love Mortgage Brokering. Hey, Broker Nation. Scott Peckford here. Today on the show, I have Kate Holmes. Kate is a mortgage broker that I've known for a long time and excited to have her on the show. And there's going to be three episodes with Kate. And in the first one, I talk about how working on a yacht prepared Kate for the mortgage business. She worked on a $5 billion yacht. Insane. But she just built a fantastic business and has somehow managed to be able to be a great mom who can show up for her kids and uses some structure as well as some mindset strategies which I think you're gonna find useful. Also in this episode, I talked to Tom Hall about five tech tools you need today for your mortgage business. Before I jump into that, I wanna give a shout out to our title sponsor, Finmo. Finmo is a Canadian mortgage application, document collection, submission platform designed specifically for Canadian borrowers. It's very easy to use got some cool features like smart submission notes. So as you're starting to submit a file, it pulls key data from the app. It's connected to the lender spotlight, which is the best tool for searching rates and guidelines. I can tell you that some of the brokers that have joined our brokerage recently, and they can use any program they want, but they said, Hey, I'll give this Finmo thing a try. And a lot of them, not all, but a lot of them are like, wow, this is super easy. I love it. Check it out at lendescom slash Finmo. Hey, Kate, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me on. So I'm excited to talk to you today. I got a, a few topics that we're going to dive into, but in this conversation, what I really want to find out is a bit of your backstory, how you used to do yachting and how that actually really helped set you up for the mortgage business. So maybe if you want to talk a little bit about that and how you got here and then the lessons you got from that. Sure. So I'm going to rewind back to my early 20s. I was actually got licensed in 2008 first as an admin for another brokerage back in the day. And I remember being on rainy Vancouver Island and thinking, hey, I can do mortgages for the rest of my life. I want to go travel. And so I took a bit of a sabbatical. It's supposed to be a year. And I ended up going for seven years traveling the world and been fortunate enough to go to 49. That's, not, that's, not, that's like the opposite. A sabbatical is one year off every seven. You took <laughs> seven years. That's like a yeah, super sabbatical. Yeah. Super sabbatical. Yeah, it was awesome. 49 countries and uh, work for some of the wealthiest people in the world. Some of the Microsoft crew, uh, Saudi princes, British royalty, one of the higher end hotels in Australia as well. So how that sort of set me up for mortgage brokering is working in really high stress situations when there's tight timelines to be made in tight living quarters with many different nationalities. And so the nationalities part was really advantageous in a sense that everybody has different cultures and backgrounds and life stories that they've grown up with. And so it's offered me an opportunity to have a really open mind about people's backgrounds without being judgmental to their situation. Right. Okay. I got many questions about this. One of the things I read recently was the curiosity is one of the best mindsets to have for problem solving because it puts away negative thoughts in a way you got all these different nationalities and cultures that could be clashing, you know, having that curious side. 
What's one story or something that happened? You don't have to give names and say this is Saudi Prince number, but what's one funny yeah. or interesting story that happened in that life and on these yachts? And how big are these yachts? We're talking like they must be pretty good size. They're mega yachts. So the last one I was on, I was working for, like I said, this was one of the Microsoft guys and it was a Lurson and it was worth roughly $5 billion, uh, the yacht was all run by under 35. Like that's one of the things that blows my mind is that the whole crew is under 35. Like we were- What was your job on the yacht? Uh, I was a stewardess. And so okay. we were in charge of running the interior. Right. Okay. So what's the story now that I got the context, $5 billion yacht, you know, it's on my list. Yeah. Put on the bucket list. Two, 200, <laughs> right. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 254 feet long, helipad, all of that stuff. Right. And so we had, um, this was British royalty on, and he was an older guy. He's probably 70. And we were saying, called him up to the bridge and we said, Hey, check this out. So-and-so there's some humpback whales over there. And he comes up and he's like, Oh, ho, ho, they're humping, are they? And it's like the, the most bizarre comment from this old uptight, you know, British royalty talking about humping. The whales, whales humping, right? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay. So what's one lesson that you took from being on these, like, you know, with some of these very highly influential, well-known people, as well as, you know, this obviously the culture part of it, what's something you took away from that specifically that you were like, you've used that in your mortgage business? Every day is a fresh day. Every day is a new opportunity. You can wake up, you can have the crappiest day and wake up and it doesn't have to be as bad as the day before if you have a bad day. Right. And so, right. okay. Give me an example of like yeah. uh, maybe a story of when that happened. And then when did you actually adopt that mindset? Or is that something you've had for since you were a little kid or something? Uh, well, I can't really say that's been since I've been a little kid. The reason I think of that is when you have these really difficult clients, we've had really difficult charter guests. And we know that there's going to be an end in sight with these clients. It may be one week or it might be two weeks. We don't know. But they are extremely difficult, extremely demanding clients or guests. And we know that there's an end in sight. And so you just have to put on that smiley face sometimes. Right. And I've had one you of know, those You're clients. only here for another five days and you're gone. And I'm like, Oof, thank God I'm not on your, you know, you're not here every day. I had a client. So we've had difficult clients and we say, okay, we know this charter is coming to an end. And then I'll say, you just smile, bear and grin it. And then you pop a bottle of bubbly at the end of it. Right. And I had a similar situation with a client that yelled and swore at me till their face was blue for about 15 minutes. I nearly hung up the phone on them, but I knew I was already broker complete on it. So I just said, you know what, this is not a productive conversation. When you are able to, you know, be in check with your emotions a bit more, I'm happy to have another conversation. And I just hung up on them and I let the file close. And I removed them from my CRM and I removed them from every other aspect of my life. And I hey, said, yeah, can I get a five-star review? Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Got my commission and I told them the F off, basically. I didn't right. tell them that. I mentally said, you are no longer my client. So right. you mentally fired them. I mean, I think that yeah. like even just your demeanor in not elevating to their level of anxiety, because you just make it worse. Like if somebody's gonna do yeah. that and you get mad back, like just, there's nothing good gonna come from you getting as amped yeah. as that person is. No. So that's a really good advice. My ADD superpower is staying calm in, in stressful situations. And so, you know, give me, I was actually wanted to be a paramedic. I volunteered for a while and rolled around the back of a van and uh, it was awesome. You know, I didn't get stressed out one bit from it, but I didn't realize it wasn't my cup of tea, but um, you got to be the cool one in the situation. You're the expert, you're the professional. And so they rely on your coolness, your calmness to get through these stressful situations. 
Okay. So this is not mortgage related, but it's just interesting to me. So you're on these boats. How often were there times where there was no guests and it was just you and a bunch of 35 year olds, like, you know, cruising from port to port where you're like, Hey, this is awesome. We got this huge boat to ourselves. Would that happen very much? Yeah, quite a bit. Right. Yeah. Like, so would it be like a week out of the month or like, just curious? Oh, the last one I worked on, they used it like a second home essentially. And they were only on it maybe four months of the year. So you were on there for eight months of the year. Alone, yeah. And so we'd go from port to port. So we did all the Caribbean islands and we'd do up New York and, and all of that area. We'd, and then we'd do Atlantic crossings. So I've done seven Atlantic crossings, headed over to the Mediterranean, and then we'd have some time to get the boats ready there. So we would, you know, do a crossing wherever we're going to. And then we'd have a few days off at whatever port. And there's a reason that they say you drink like a sailor because you go from port to port to port and you get hammered and you, right. you stumble back to these billion dollar yachts. It's, it's wild. Right. That's so interesting. And so these people who have this kind of money, they're literally, they don't care because they're just like, I want my boat in the Mediterranean in two weeks. So just be there when yeah. I get there kind of thing. And so you guys have to yeah. navigate that whole thing. And how many people would work on a boat like that? Uh, there was 18 crew on that one. Right. That's crazy. Okay. So then I guess the next question is, how did you get from there into being a mortgage broker? And when did that happen? Sure. So I found uh, my partner and I met on the last yacht. He's a marine engineer by trade, and he always wanted to go get his helicopter license. And again, me being sort of a, a goal setting or, or overachieving individual, I said, hey, I'm going to take along with you. And I decided to get my commercial helicopter license at the same time. And so that was really beneficial because of the checklist that you need to do for helicopters or for any flight, really. So any sort of piloting, you have your checklist that you have and you go through the exact same checklist every single time you fire up the machine. And so that's the same thing. I've got my systems in place, so I don't even have to think. And I've actually taken a page out of your book, Scott, as well as Steve Jobs. I only dress in black now. I don't spend my time wasting, figuring out what clothes I'm going to do. I just don't even think about it anymore. I have various shades of black in my wardrobe yeah. and I stick something on and that's that. And I don't have to think about it. That's hilarious. So with my checklists... Yeah, I have my checklist, right? I've got all of the steps I have to do and I don't have to waste any mental energy thinking about, okay, what's my next step now? It's all checklist and a system and we don't vary from it. And if people want to vary, I basically say, I'm sorry, but this is not going to work. For me. I'm going to crash the helicopter. I've always used to say that you drive the bus, the client tells you they want to go, but you have to drive it because you're the professional. If they want to take the steering wheel, they're going to crash every time and then they're going to blame you. And so it's the same thing when you have yeah. your process that you have to follow. If you let them break your process, say, no, well, I need to do it. I'm not doing it that way. Then you know that I just say, let them off the bus. And so two questions on that. Do you have checklists for each stage? So like, do you have like a discovery call checklist and a pre-approval? Like where do you specifically have these checklists in place for your loan process? I guess a little bit mentally. Also, I've got a, an assistant, an admin, but doing the 10 loans a month podcast or not podcast, the um, academy, sorry. When I went in with Ryan and he taught about the budget and you know what, it was a little bit implemented by our lenders as well in a sense of they wanted all docs up front right away when the pandemic happened. And so I adopted that and I don't vary from that very often unless it's like maybe, you know, very rarely will I. Something I minor that you know is like not, yeah. not going to be a deal killer or like, a, you know, yeah. you're going to have a, oh my gosh, moment. I love the idea of checklists. I think that as a guy with ADD without them, I'm literally... I would do something different every time. And sometimes it would be good, sometimes it wouldn't. And so I think that that's really important. If you don't mind me asking then, since we're on the process part of it, what technology stack are you using to kind of keep track of stuff? So maybe like submission, you have a checklist or CRM, and then you know any other tools, I guess, that you're using to run your business. 
So spreadsheets, Excel, because the guy that I work for actually invented the Microsoft Excel. So there's a built-in flight simulator for anyone listening that's a bit of a techie dork. So Excel has a built-in flight simulator. But what? good old Excel. Like, like a real one? Oh, okay. Charles cool. Simone. So yeah, yeah. And so I run off Excel. And so I have a meeting most mornings, if not every couple of meetings to see where we're sitting with, we have our purchases, refis, transfers, broker complete. And then we just call it active files, things that are, you know, people that we know are actively looking pre-approval, so to speak. And then we have just our chill files that we're looking at. Okay. Somebody's contacted us in the last six months. They've, you know, provided some documents we haven't heard from them. So we'll keep them there for, you know, top of mind, but then we're not going to spend much more time on it. Right. Um, used for submission platform and any other tools that you find handy, like maybe the two or three ones that you're used the most. So I use Velocity for deal submission and document collection. And that's about it for Velocity, to be honest. I'm pretty indifferent for them. I don't use a lot of their other tools. It's okay. And that's kind of where I stand. I just like it because of the document. I, mean, really I think I like it about you. You just say, you say what you think. You're just like, this is what I think. And uh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm not I mean, here to. Yeah. You, what about for marketing to your database? What do you do on that? VIP club. Right. VIP so, club is great. Yeah. That's a good one. So what has your experience been like using the VIP club? Maybe say what it is and then maybe explain like yeah. how you've seen a benefit, if you've seen a benefit from it. Yeah. So again, I'm outsourcing as much as I can so that I can free my mind for other things. And so what it allows me to do is have warm contact or warm discussions, emails with my clients, engaging to whichever degree I want to engage in. And then I, you know, a little bit of a reward. So dopamine hits, right? So people get something in the email and saying, well, this is what I do with my referral partners as well. I kind of treat them like dogs. Again, I do apologize for using that reference, but you train them, right? You get this little dopamine hit when somebody says, oh, I won something or I got a gift card or whatever. And when people see that thing light up in their email box, oh, a VIP, mm -hmm. I feel pretty special here. And I can reply back and forth to some of the questions that are asked on it, or if I don't have time, then I can just let the program run itself. Right. I think it's fantastic. Okay. So last question on this particular conversation we're going to have is, so you got your helicopter pilot license. Do you still fly? Did you fly yeah. or tell me about that? Uh, I'm not flying at the moment. No, we bought a helicopter actually um, to do training on. And I would love to fly again. However, there was a specific month that we personally knew of four people in helicopter crashes. And I've got two young kids. And all four people walked away, which is... That's, just, that, you usually don't walk away from helicopter crashes. You know, so it was a matter of time. And four in one month of personal people, you know, people that we personally knew. So that was kind of a bit of a sign for us anyways. My husband and I, he's got his license as well. That Okay, maybe we'll take a step back from flying right now. Maybe when they get a bit older, but my kids or our kids need their mom and dad right now. So we've put that on pause for the time being. Right. Interesting. Okay. What's one yeah. thing from helicopter flying a checklist? What else is, have you applied to your mortgage business? You know, I guess having the focus, you know, not getting the squirrel brain because you're constantly checking your gauges and you're constantly looking around for your surroundings. So you just have to be uber focused on your flights. You don't have time to look at Facebook or Instagram or anything else like that that might get you distracted. You have to be 100% present. Be... It's like driving a motorcycle, yeah. except in the sky. Yeah. If you're not present, yeah. somebody's going to back into you. So, or, you know, not in a helicopter. Okay, that's awesome. Thank you, Kate. I really appreciate you. Yeah. Where do people find you online? Um, you can go to Instagram or my website or Facebook. They can find me on there. Kate Holmes. Okay, thanks, Kate. Yeah, no worries. 
Hey, thanks again for listening to that conversation with Kate. So I encourage you to go check out the next episode where I talk to her about how you can succeed at being a mom and mortgage broker. She's got strategies for working from nine to one thirty every single day. Doesn't that sound amazing? If you are a parent or if you just want to work nine to one, you're going to want to check that out. In this next segment, I talk to Tom Hall about five tools you need for your mortgage business. Hey, Tom, welcome to Ask the Experts. Hey, Scott, great to be here. So, hey, I think today's topic that we're going to jump into is tech tools that you need to look at for your mortgage business. And as a founder of Blue Mortgage, you guys are really great with tech and know how to use it. So why don't you jump into sort of some of the tools that you're finding that are useful for brokers? And I'll share a couple that I've found that have been really cool lately. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, this comes from, I guess, yeah, a bit of a couple of things, things that we've adopted and seen a lot of great results, but maybe even more so, yeah, our clients, maybe a lot of our top clients, what they're doing and having a lot of success with it. And, you know, I think a great way to define that success or what we see for a lot of clients, how they define the success is really kind of giving that wow experience to their clients, right? And I think we've talked about on this show a couple of times, you know, at the end of the day, the experience of the client, of the customers is how you differentiate and how you be successful. So I guess, yeah, to dive right into it, the first one, and this is such a basic one, but it's really not, I'd say, widely used. And it has a, an awesome impact with your clients is, is simply pre-filling forms. So if you send out a form saying, you know, maybe it's a know your client, maybe it's a lead form, maybe it's, you know, you just want to get a little bit more information about them. If you can use the tools and they're very widely available out there, and you know, there's some even in Blue Mortgage that can come in and pre-fill them. So when I'm opening it up for the first time, you know, it shows Tom as the name and it has my email and has my phone number in that it just really differentiates you, right? It provides that kind of wow from the client perspective, which is great. And then a hidden benefit too, is it really helps your data integrity. So, you know, people are being consistent or it's consistent of how you're collecting this information from your clients. And so that's a really top one. And we're seeing more and more people use it really every week. Right. And so that's actually baked right into the tool you're speaking of is baked into Zoho or into Blue Mortgage. And somebody can like, hey, I need some additional information. You You don't have to actually ask. I like that because like, I always hate having to ask for the same thing more than like, it's like, why are you asking me? You should already know this. It's like, why don't you ask me for the same information I already gave you? So yeah. I do like that pre-filled forms can do that. I know that like FINMO does the same thing in terms of like sending out an app to someone right. you can pre-fill yeah. it. And then it's like, just finish it. So it's like, you know, you're on the phone with them and you've done some of it, let them finish without having to like, do everything from start from yeah. scratch, basically. I think it's great. Yeah. Like, did you not hear me? And yeah, and I mean, I just got an insurance policy recently. I had to fill out my information honestly, four or five times the same stuff. And it just gets, it's, it's <laughs> it, friction. it gets tedious. Yeah. Right? And it's yeah. the friction completely, completely. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. So the one tool that I have recently discovered that my two tools are AI related, but they're both useful. The first one is, it's called numerous.ai. And what it does is it's a plugin that runs on like Google Sheets and allows you to- Like it's right in Google Sheets there? Yeah. You just go open it as a tool, nice. you know, insert tool. And then it's like, boom, you open it up and it's like, and it lets you create formulas. And so I'm okay with Google Sheets. I would say if I was rudimentary user of it and I don't know how to create formulas. And so recently I was trying to calculate in real time how much volume we use each lender based on their fiscal year end, based on our commission sheets, wow. based on... And so I was like, how do I do that in a way that like <laughs> it's checking it like instantly? It's like melts my brain. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, about no, that. Like, yeah. Like, my sleep <laughs> do it. So like he, he yeah. again, I don't go to him for everything. So I'm like, how do you do this? And so I went in and I just typed in, I want you to take the data from column A and I want you to use a date range from column B. And I want you to do the average of this and you know, and look at these columns and whatever. And then it goes and create the formula. Boom. And it goes to the buzz a little thinking, goes, here's your formula. 
And I was like, wow. and I drop it in and it works. I'm like punching way above my belt level. I yeah. know what I wanted to do. I can ask in the natural language. What I don't know how to do is actually program it. And I could go search it, but sometimes it starts to get complex when you have multiple components to a formula. Like if it's simple, straightforward stuff, but like if it's yeah, a whole bunch of different, you know, if and stuff, it's like, oh, my head hurts. And so I would, if you guys are listening, I would encourage uh-huh. you to go check out numerous.ai as a tool you can use to basically make you a superhero at Google Sheets. I'm not sure yeah, if it works for Excel as well, it might, but I know maybe it does. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at the website, it says Excel too. And I mean, that's kind of the, I think, especially with some of these AI things coming around, what's going to happen, I think, is that, you know, everyone's going to get a lot more dangerous. And a lot more things like they'll still be specialists, you know, of course, they'll still be specialists in things that people are good at. And but those specialists are just they're going to level up because everybody else is leveling up as well. Right. So before, when you had to have an analyst to write all these formulas for you, now you don't. Right. You can be in your position and just want to see some quick information and you can do it with natural language like you would be talking to an analyst. You can just talk to a tool like this. So yeah, I would, I would explain yeah. to somebody, hey, if I was talking exactly, to person, right? Yeah. Know, take this info from here and do this over here, and then manipulate it in this way and come up with this formula. And, and I wanted to track in real time and be like, oh, no problem. But now I just go to an AI tool and sit there, and I'm like, wow, Crazy. It's, yeah. it's, it's amazing actually. And it worked. And I used it for multiple formulas, and every formula CFO reviewed it. And he's like, this is pretty good. He made a couple little tweaks, but he was actually like, yeah. and he, this guy is like you know, a master of Google Sheets and Excel. Yeah, and yeah. so, you know, I still couldn't do what he did because he could still take the ID and improve it. And I think when it comes to some of these AI tools, a formula I heard recently was 10% is what question to ask. 80% is let the AI do the thing. And right. then the last 10% is the editing of it. And so really we're doing the beginning and the end, but the middle part is actually being done by something that's yeah. much smarter than us. So, yeah. Yeah. And like that 10%, you talk about at the end, that's kind of what your CFO did of, you know, being able to, you know, he edit it, tweak it, 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 it made it, it better, it, right? It, yeah. It, yeah. But it, it took him actually the time because he's like, oh, okay, cool. I see what you're doing here. Yeah, but I'm done. And yeah. he took it. And that particular tool, I couldn't actually do the last 10% because I didn't even have enough knowledge to, you know, I was working with something that I didn't even have the knowledge from the last 10% in that case. But, okay, so what's the next tool that you recommend? So versus pre-filling forms. So if yep. Soho has that built in, FIMO has that built in. Tools like numerous.ai, what other things are Yeah, another kind of quick one we're using personally quite a bit, and it's a really effective one because it really kind of, again, shows off your digital capabilities, if you will, and provides a cool customer experience. So what I'm getting at is these digital business cards, right? So, you know, there's the paper ones, and I still think there's a time and a place for maybe some paper ones if you need to, you know, toss things around quickly. But what we've been using, we've been meeting people, it's called OVU, and I know there's other tools out there, but we use the OVU one. Someone just comes up with their phone, taps the card, and then right there, all of our contact information automatically goes right into their iPhone, into their contacts, and we're there, right? And it also even has the capability to exchange it. So they could tap it, and then we get theirs, they get ours, and it's a really kind of slick, seamless experience. And I mean, again, it reduces some of that friction for the customer of being able to get a card and then having to type it in and maybe making typos and and that sort of thing. But or yeah, it also just, I'm just losing it and saying they're actually or just losing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's be honest. They don't, like, yeah. I'm not a business card guy. I haven't been for years, but that card a bunch of my agents have started using, and I quite like it. I think it's a good idea. Yeah, um, yeah. The only tweak I would add to is if, especially if they share back to you, is then shoot them a text. So you start about like, "Hey, great to meet." You know, yeah. looking forward to chat at some point. So then there's like a text thread, so it's not weird when you send something later on. Yeah, be, absolutely. You know, yeah, that's all I would do. That, but I think it's a great yeah. idea. How do you spell that again? It's like O V. O-V-O-U. 
and they're a Canadian company actually, but I think they're pretty big in the States and I think they're in Vancouver. Right. That's awesome. But uh, yeah, and we've done two and this is kind of the next level is we've integrated it. So as soon as you get their information, I go right into your CRM and then you can do whatever you need to do from there. Right. So again, with integrations and things like that, you can really extend these basic tools into a lot more applications. That's awesome. So another tool that I have found, this one actually came from my buddy, Ryan Wiley, and it's awesome. It's called video.ai. So V-I-D-Y-O.ai. And it basically, you can take a long form piece of content, drop it in there and it'll like some of this AI will actually create chapters. It kind of recognizes when you're on different wow. themes, but then from the chapters, it actually creates little short videos that you can use for reels and whatever. It's amazing. Wow. You start using it and your ability to create content is like magnified. I can't even tell you how much. Like, start Are you still using it like live? Like the results? Are, oh, yeah. So you start using yeah. it. I still have an editor who like basically uses, again, goes back to the 80 to 10, 80, 10, 80 rule. So yeah, yeah. the video editor drops it in there, gets that first draft, plays with it a little bit, makes some adjustments, and then we publish it. But like the time that spent on finding the snippets on capturing the snippets on all that stuff. And you can create templates where it's like you use certain fonts and stuff all the time that match your branding. And it is awesome. So highly wow. recommend you guys check cool. that out. And it's made me want to do more video because I wanted to do it before, but now I'm like, you know, just now the time. Yeah. There still needs to be a person like you're not going to just take it in most cases, just fire it online. You're going to be like, that needs to be cut somewhere different. Like it's not perfect, yeah. but it does 80% of the work for you. And now you're just doing the last couple touches and you're done in a few minutes instead of you know, 30 minutes or 40 minutes, you can do it in five minutes. That's so, awesome. Yeah. I uh, highly recommend well, something like that. And, and I, I think yeah. You, would, yeah, you should try it too. It's pretty cool. I've, I haven't tried it, but I'm just looking at it. I'm on the website right now. And uh, like we, right now we have someone, we have someone on our team who does this manually, all manually. So I'm going to try this. I mean, maybe in the next episode, we can do a review of this, but this looks awesome. And it's just more and more of these tools are going to be coming out every, feels like every week, just about, right? So yeah. it's, uh, yeah, I'm going to give this one a try, see how it goes. Yeah, um, totally. What's your last yeah. sort of advice? There was no that you mentioned, which I thought was cool that we were talking before we turned the recorder too. Yeah, yeah. This one's a pretty cool one too. I kind of call this last, it's a category, you know, I kind of call interactive digital tools. But to give a specific example of what some top producers are doing is partner-specific dashboards. So what they've done, and this is right in kind of like an analytics tool, they've been able to create a dashboard, right? And then actually make it specific to you know a realtor partner that they work with and so you know tom the realtor maybe they're working with tom the realtor they can send tom a very specific link and then tom opens it up and in real time can see you know the deals that are active how much have they closed what happened to maybe those leads or those deals that fell through the cracks or you know couldn't get funded or whatever but it's a whole summary of the business that you've done with each of these partners and it's right there and the partner can kind of interact with it but it's that really nice experience. Again, kind of that wow factor really differentiates, you know, if you're able to do that versus, you know, your competition, the banks, whatever, if you can have, you know, something that's quite interactive and specific to the person, it provides a lot of value. Right. We always talk about the idea of a pizza tracker where, you know, you track something, yeah, yeah. Hand, but this is like a custom pizza tracker that you could create essentially for a referral partner. Or I, yeah. recently I visited Rocket Mortgage and so they track everything. Like literally it's like, you know, somebody has three creams in their coffee, they know I'm just not that extreme, but like practically. <laughs> and it yeah. was Microsoft BI, I think it's called. Is that what yeah, it's yeah. So it, yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's sort of like a spreadsheet yeah. meets a nice interface. And so they were showing me things that they were watching. And I was like, what sorcery yeah. is this? And I was like, this is something we need to do from a, yeah. a broker's level, but also as a broker, there's some cool things you could do if you use some of these tools. Yeah. 
Right. You can set up right. alerts too, right? Hey, if this level gets to this point, you know, alarms start going off or whatever, you can start doing those types of cool things. So yeah, right. absolutely. I think that that ties yeah. into, so the first thing let's talk about that new like, tracking and lender. So fiscal year end. So, you know, you hit certain volume trigger points with lenders and all of a sudden, you know, you unlock new commissions. So for example, with Optimum, I think we're like 2 million away from another 25 basis points in pay. So everybody who's done a mortgage with Optimum going to get paid more money but if we don't know that we may not take advantage of the yeah, yeah. Or, and again it's not about like if you have a file that can go to two different lenders but one of them is going to go to a lender that's going to push like you do is right for the client first like client first but then secondary is like okay if all things being equal if i can go here versus there all of a sudden now the pay for that file goes up for you and everybody else so that's and the team yes yeah. we have the data now we're watching but now it's like okay the next step for us would be to create dashboards like you're talking about where our agents could see in real time, how close we are to these different awesome. points for lenders, right? Like, you know, so, and again, that level of transparency really helps because everybody can be on the same page and same team. And you're like, yeah. you know, everybody can benefit from that. So I think this whole Microsoft BI is something I'm going to look into because I think we're going to yeah. end up migrating to, do you use a Microsoft environment or what do you use for your- No, no, we, stuff? yeah. So for ours, I mean, of course, because well, Blue Mortgage were built on Zoho. So Zoho has a tool called Zoho Analytics, which is a direct competitor or something like BI. And so, yeah, we have the same thing. We have dashboards. And the other kind of benefit, like you said, is it, well, it keeps everyone accountable, but it also provides kind of that talking point or a baseline for, you know, town halls or team meetings or whatever. It's like, hey, before we get started, let's pull it up, right? And you kind of, everyone gets on the same page. And that's a lot how we use it. We set up alerts and different things like that too. But there's a lot of things that can come out of something like that. Yeah, I just made a list actually, as you were talking of things that I would want baked into, let's say if we could build some of this for our agents, where it's like these custom specific things that all that data could be in an, in a custom URL where they only they can go to and it can have stuff that they need to see. It's awesome. I think we live in an amazing time. You know, you have access to these tools. And if not jumping on board with some of this stuff, because you don't want to, you're going to get left behind. Like, honestly, it's so, it's moving. It seems crazy to me that you're not, yeah. if you don't want to embrace this stuff. Totally. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I guess just to wrap up, I mean, I completely agree and things are going quick. And, you know, we talked about some of these AI tools that, you know, are going to help you as a broker. But I think also with the advent of AI tools that'll help developers, it means that every category of technology is going to just, you know, go on the fast track even more than it already is. Right. So, I mean, I think we did an episode like this maybe last year and, you know, now we're already talking about brand new tools or brand new applications of the same tools. Didn't even exist 12 months ago. Didn't exactly. Exist. And it's just yeah. going to accelerate. Right. So I think it's one of those things where, yeah, you just have to keep your ear to the ground, watch out for these things, see what the best of the best are doing and implement them quickly. Being agile, I think, is one of the biggest benefits of being a broker versus, you know, a big bank, big monolithic institution. And, you know, now more than ever, there's an opportunity to take advantage of that. Brokers are better, as they say. So if you're listening to this, I encourage you guys to check out Tom's company, bluemortgage.com. Blue has no E in it. And they are very keen on embracing technology, but also just helping you manage your whole loan process from end to end, pre-approval to funding to closing and everything in between. Some of these tools are also baked right into your guys' stuff. So thanks, Tom, for chatting with me. Thanks, Scott. Hey, thanks again for listening to this episode with Tom and Kate. Hopefully you got some ideas for your mortgage business, some of the tools, as well as just the mindset stuff that Kate has applied to her business. Go check out our podcast, ilovemortgagebrokering.com. You can set up a free power search account and you can start searching all of our past episodes. Thanks again for listening to the show and I will see you soon. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.